Bam, bam, bam. Okay, welcome back to Getting Down with Chris Brown. Okay, I'm currently on day four out of 14 of quarantine. I'm still isolated in my apartment in the Sheraton Four Points in uh, the city of Brisbane. And yeah, it's all because I've just arrived back from overseas where I was in uh, Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. And then I flew back through Los Angeles and then to Auckland for a quick stopover, I think like two hours, and then back here to Brisbane. Um, And yeah, I I knew that I had to come into quarantine for two weeks, but I was thinking that it might be finished by the time I got back. I thought things were going to be a bit, um, you know, loosened up by the 3rd of May, but obviously not. And yeah, as I was coming into the airport, there's like a a big row of policemen after we grabbed our bags. And then, yeah, they just asked us a bunch of questions, told us we're going into quarantine. And yeah, the policeman that I was dealing with, he was saying, you know, having a bit of a laugh saying, okay, if I leave the hotel, I get chucked into prison for, for two weeks. So it's either prison for two weeks or stay in a five-star hotel for two weeks. So I'm, I'm cool with that. But anyway, uh, yeah, my flight back, it was, it was actually a pretty good flight. Long flight. Um, but uh, I, took, I took a ticket out of Drake's book, popped half a zanny, 16 hours till I land, and I did sleep like a baby. So it was good. I haven't been jet-lagged at all, to be honest. And yeah, it's, it's usually like a lot worse, I find, when I'm flying back the other way. But uh, yeah, I'm struggling a bit on day four. I've, you, you know, I've got, what, about nine days left, ten days left. So let's see how I go. But so far, it's been okay. A few positives, you know, it's good since I'm locked up by myself. Usually, I've got, I've, I've like, just naturally, I've got a lot of energy. So I've, I've gotten a fair bit of work done. Um, a lot of stuff in my business. They, they, they send me three meals per day. Breakfast at 7 a.m., lunch at noon, and then dinner at about 6.30 p.m. Uh, the food has been okay so far. I probably give it about a five, five out of five point five out of ten. I reckon, because usually I'm like I'm like a pig. I eat about six times per day. So right now I'm using this as a little experiment, seeing uh, you know how, how my body reacts, seeing what it's like for normal people who just eat this on a daily basis. So I guess since I'm not doing too much physical activity, it's not that bad so far. Um, it's, it's been a good chance to unwind since, you know, usually life is so hectic, but, um, yeah, just being stuck in, in, in one place for so long is doing my head in a bit. Usually being alone, it's not the issue, but it's being locked up because, you know, yeah, you, I can't leave anywhere. I can't go to the gym. I can't just do normal things. Uh, but yeah, it, it makes me a bit more empathetic and appreciative of the little things in life. Uh, even just seeing friends and family, but I guess it's been a good chance to catch up with them. The old Zoom calls are doing great, so yeah. Some of the negatives, um, I think I'm definitely going to have to be sent to a psychiatric ward after day 14, but let's wait and see. Um, when I first got here, I 
I, I told them how I'm, how I'm an athlete. I need high protein meals. Otherwise, I'll get hungry as fuck. And just earlier, they've sent me my breakfast for the day, which was a tiny carton of cornflakes, one of those small yogurts, a blueberry muffin, which was actually delicious, and an apple. So that was that didn't you know even hit the sides at all. But a little trick that I've learned is that when I'm hungry, I have another coffee, and it decreases my appetite for a little while longer. So I'm learning. Yeah, but. At, Massive negative is not being able to go to the gym, and it like it, it grinds my gears seeing my mates who've set up badass um, home gyms, you know, decked with with weights and so on, and all I have is uh, is the floor, being able to do some push ups, sit ups, and then in my bathroom there's that little bar going across, which was pretty much holding up the door, so I can do a few little chin ups from there. But I think I'm probably going to rip it down by day six. Let's wait and see. Anyway, you win some and you lose some. But in today's episode, I'm moving on to the next step, which is branching off last week's episode, which is probably one of the most important factors of business and life. And it's appropriate for, you know, everything and everyone, you know, your favorite athlete, your favorite brand, musician, food, you know, technological devices, you know, iPhone versus Samsung, your favorite TV show, you know, Netflix over stand. This is um, appropriate for everything, including yourself. And what I'm going to be talking about today is some marketing. You know, everything breaks down to marketing. You'll find that to be at the very top of anything, you must be a great marketer. Just think, the biggest fight in combat sports history, which was a boxing match, that dispersed amounts of 275 million to the winner and it was $130 million to the loser. That's the biggest fight in combat sports history, okay? This fight was between a 40-year-old man on the verge of retirement and a kid from Ireland who had never had a professional boxing match in his life. Of course, you probably know, it was, it's Floyd Mayweather, which was against Conor McGregor, two of the best self-promoters and marketers in the game, in the world. So just so you understand where I'm coming from, I want to give you a little definition of what what marketing is because I've heard a lot of different self-definitions of marketing and I see a lot of people getting it mixed up between, you know, marketing, advertising, branding, sales, promotion, and so on. So I want to share one of the greatest definitions that I've heard. It's from Alan Dibb, he's a, he's a great Australian marketer and um, serial entrepreneur. But he explains it like this. He says, if the circus is coming to town and you paint a sign saying, circus coming to the showground this Saturday, that's advertising, okay? If you put, the sign, if you put a sign on the back of an elephant and walk it down the street, down the main street, that's called promotion, now, if the elephant walks through the mayor's flower bed and, uh, you know, ruins everything and the local newspaper writes a story about it, 
that's publicity. Now, if you get the mayor to laugh about it, that's public relations. Now, if all the local residents go to the circus, you show them the different entertainment booths, you know, you, you explain to them how, how fun they are and how the entire family will have a great time spending money at the booths, the kids will love it, etc. You answer their questions and ultimately spend, or ultimately they spend a, a large amount of money at the circus. That's sales. And if you planned the entire thing, that's marketing, okay? So it's, a, it's as simple as that. Marketing is the strategy that you use for getting your ideal target market to know you, like you, and trust you to become a customer. And you know all the other ones that, are, that, that, that I've heard before, how people get it mixed up, they think advertising is marketing, um, you know, pu- uh, public banners is advertising. Yeah, they're all... all t- tactics that come under marketing you know advertising is a or well, yeah advertising's a tactic of marketing you know promotion that's a tactic of marketing so you know the the strategy is the overall mark is the is pretty much the, the big game the, the main thing and then you've got the tactics which are the small steps in achieving the resu- the result that you want Okay, but now since I was born, you know, born in 1990, since I was born growing up, it's always something I've been, you know, very interested in. And the strategies that have been used have changed, uh, they've changed dramatically over the years. And they're going to continually change and evolve into the future. So if you don't stay up to date with uh, what's going on and the changes taking place, you're going to be living on struggle street you know i remember when i was young and every time my mom or my dad needed to find a local business a tradesman to come over to the house and do a job or what whatever was needed they would whip out the big heavy yellow pages you know that massive yellow book um and and, and run through the different ads until you found a local business hold my my phone's just going off one second one second, sorry. Call me back. I'm trying to do a podcast here. Anyway, yeah, yeah. You, you've been the yellow pages, run through the different ads until you found a local business that you've either heard of from word of mouth, or if not, you choose the business with the most appealing banner ad. Um, now, and back then, if you were a business, you would place an ad in the yellow pages. You would pay a truckload of money. And then your marketing was done for the rest of the year. I even remember, you know, since I've started working, dealing with a lot of different businesses, different tradesmen, uh, I remember a lot that I've, that I've spoken to and they've told me how, you know, they, they didn't need marketing, they, didn't, they have, haven't needed uh, advertising, they haven't needed any, um, you know, branding on, on their trucks driving around and so on because they've, gathered a lot of work via word of mouth and now now that's great but what you'll find is that it's a it's a lot more difficult for new startup businesses today and and you you know young you know millennials starting their own business it's way way more difficult to to get to that level so 
Today, instead of finding someone in the yellow pages and calling upon a local business, you can, instead of doing that, you can just call upon, you know, Harold or Kumar who live in Pakistan, who are geniuses at what they do, and they charge a quarter of the price of the local business down the road. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, brick and mortar business or, you know, trades, something needed physical, but I'm talking about most things that you can do online, okay? And that's what, you know, with a lot of things, you can do that now. So, yeah, the internet, it's pretty much just literally opened up a world of competitors. Now, now you've got Google, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, you've got blogs, you've got podcasts, you've got websites. And obviously, it's so much easier to do all of this today. I'm literally just doing doing this from my um my apartment in 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 Brisbane from my iPhone 6s and I'm behind the times. So, yeah, if I ask you like today or before quarantine, you're driving down the road and you if I ask you, did you see a large billboard which showed the the latest phone model out there? If I ask you that, or then I ask you another question, have you seen the latest video of Tiger King or the, the latest Carol Baskin meme? Which one do you think has a high probability that you saw it? Obviously, the latter. That's because everybody today has their eyes glued to their phones. Now, yeah... Ad- adapting and evolving in today's changes is is, is extremely re- relevant, not just for, for for large businesses, but also for small businesses, freelance workers, and everyone. Take a note from Jay Z. Jay Jay Z is the man. Started off as a rapper, had had a late start, and now he's a billionaire. But what uh, one quote that I really enjoy of Jay Z is, "I'm not a businessman." I'm a business man. Have a think about that. And like you'll find that the top entrepreneurs, the top realtors, the top, you know, photographers, tradesmen, lawyers, the stock traders, journalists, uh, you know, on- online journalists on YouTube, athletes and so on, they've all got one thing in common, and that's that they are great at marketing themselves and their brand. I don't know if you know He's the top realtor in New York, Ryan Serhan. He's the he's quite famous, um, but he's like the tall guy with white hair. And um, as you know, the quote for New York: "If you can make it, if you can make it New York, you can make it anywhere." Well, yeah, this realtor from New York. He sold $170 million worth of real estate in 2019. $170 million, okay? Now, do you think he is a way better real estate agent than the other 30,000 real estate agents in New York? I don't think so. But I do understand how everyone wants to work with him since they know about him after he got on the show Million Dollar, uh, million dollar Listing. He's got his regular YouTube vlogs, which are they're awesome. They're they're very entertaining. Um, he also provides a lot of content, a lot of value. He's always got different promotions, advertising. He's always doing public speaking. Uh, he's doing collaborations with other people, and more. 
and their or tactics under his marketing strategy. So what I'm trying to say is that the old, the old quote, if you build it, they will come. It's not as factual as it was 10 years ago. Today, if you're not implementing like direct response marketing and working on these different things in your business and your brand, then yeah, you're going to have a lot more trouble. There are a lot of marketing tactics used to promote a brand and make it more appealing to consumers that are, yeah, different strategies that you can use today. Like you can... You can stick to the old traditional marketing strategies. You can pay truckloads of cash on a large billboard advertisement, pay pay money to get onto television or or radio ads. However, the thing is that uh, with traditional marketing compared to direct response marketing is that you have no idea if they're working. Say you pay $100,000 for a, a, a large billboard advertisement. You've got no idea what what it does, if it helps your brand. How do, how do you know? You've got no idea. You just hope that some people are driving down, down the road see it, okay? Now, yeah, with, uh, with direct response marketing, something that I think everybody should look into, doesn't matter what, what niche you're in, what occupation and so on, if you get into that, it will make a large difference, okay? Because... With direct response marketing, you, you, can, you can make the changes. It, it, it's a marketing tactic that, uh, that I've been utilizing to help a, a few different businesses that I've uh, worked with over the, the last few, um, you know, the, the last uh, eight to nine months. But it's a way smarter option and uh, you know exactly what's working or what's not working how much money's going in and how much ROI you are getting, how much return on the investment. And you can make changes when something is not working, something down your sales and marketing funnel, your sales and marketing strategy. So, but yeah, I'm not going to go into too much detail of that today. I might go into more detail of direct response marketing next episode. But from today's episode, I just want you to think about you know, what you're doing with your own business and your own brand. And like like, like Einstein, his famous definition of insanity, it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So as I am here, bored as fuck, um, trying to get through this, this isolation for two weeks, I invite you to do something, I don't know, just... Offer some content, offer some value, make a change to your routine, offer something positive, offer me something, some type of uh, entertainment, that would be great, Um, because I'm struggling a bit on day four, so let's see how the next uh, nine days go. But yeah, thanks for listening to my podcast, peace out, see you in a few days.